JT. Oh, hey Ashley. I was wondering when you'd tune into my love vibe. Let's skip your little fantasy. Okay, let's talk about yours. JT! I'm worried about Toby. I know, he's been all weird and crabby lately, but he's in training. Training for an eating disorder? What? You're serious? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm pretty sure Toby's a guy. I mean, that's girl stuff. No, it isn't. Guys can have it too. So if you notice something, I want to know about it. Welcome to All About Degrassi, the podcast where every episode is a hallucinatory dream sequence. You think, oh, <laughs> because Toby was tripping out? Or, oh, because of because... the next episode. Yeah, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, um, I'm I'm Evan Goodrich. I'm Nick Zahoya. I literally forgot that I had to say what my name is. That's right, we didn't do that last time. Did we not? <laughs> we had to close with it because we forgot. I was like, wait, we didn't do that. That's honestly fine. Uh, it's we don't we don't we, we don't rely on formalities here and and sequencing and <laughs> you know all that professional business. We don't do that. I'm a little all over the place today because I'll be honest, I'm hungover. I was out on a Sunday because. Uh, we've had these rainstorms here in LA, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to go out while it was raining. Last night it was not raining, so I went out on a Sunday, and I'm now hungover on a Monday, and I feel like a real schlub. Wow, you're you're still doing it in your thirties. I think yeah, I'm I'm pretty fun. I think you're... people can agree. <laughs> I think people would describe me as fun. <laughs> yeah, a couple boys tried to kiss me last night. <laughs> you said no. It was a soft note. It was a stop it. Stop. No, let's let's be done kissing you. now. Oh, stop. That's enough kissing. That's nice. So, that's fine. <laughs> I did. Uh, what did we do last night? Um, not that we stayed in. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, it's it was not raining actively last night, but the vibe for the last week has been rain. It's been a very like northwesty vibe here in LA. I feel very at home in a sense, but. Um, it, it is a little disorienting. You feel at home and you're like, get me out of here. I'm, I'm, this, I'm like, right, this is why I left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yes, we are uh, sitting here cozy in my living room. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a soft drizzle outside. So if you hear the drizzle, that's because we are being rained on right now. Yeah, just consider it ASMR yeah. content. But I, it was very nice to wake up and, and watch these two episodes of Degrassi, which I think were equally entertaining, and one was really good and one was really bad. What? Okay. <laughs> um, I, you know, what better way to spend a rainy evening than to watch Degrassi and then talk about Degrassi and then argue about Degrassi? Yes. Do you disagree? Did you yes. think both of these episodes were great? Yeah, well, I mean, great is always a... Difficult thing to judge you know, on, you know, what is greatness under grass? Well, you let's, know? let's put um, a pin in episode, the <laughs> next episode. Let's just talk about this one, which is called Mirror in the Bathroom. That's right. It's Mirror in the Bathroom, season two, episode nine, named after the song of the same name by The Beat. Mirror in the Bathroom. It's the English beat. Yeah. You, said, you just said they're the beat. The beat. They're called the English beat. Are they called the English beat? Yeah. Oh. Wikipedia has failed you, Evan. <laughs> oh, that's what I said on the grassy wiki. My bad. Maybe they changed their name at some point. Maybe it's a Jefferson Starship situation. Mm, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe um, they were the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I was just copying it from the grassy wiki. So, well, the grassy wiki editors. I mean, that's you. You're I, talking. You're, you are the one who that, failed. That was a past life. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I cannot be held responsible for this anymore. Producer Brimp here with a quick editor's note. Both The Beat and The English Beat are correct. The band started in England, called itself The Beat, but for legal reasons, because of an existing band in the States called The Beat, in America they were known as The English Beat. And now back to the show. Uh, so this is a Toby episode, your favorite, your one and only. Your guy. Do you, I mean, viewers, you probably are like, Nick, you're so cruel to this boy. He's, he's a perfectly fine character. Why do you hate him? I would direct you towards this episode. And I would I... say, this is why I do not like Toby. I think this is a very good episode of Degrassi. I, and I think it's one, it. <laughs> I, I think it's one that is kind of like held up as like, oh, this is like 
like a good this is like you know solid degrassi i think it's a good message i i will say i thought it was kind of a fun mess but i i did think it was a bad episode (laughs) uh it wasn't a it wasn't an unpleasant watch and spoiler alert i didn't like the episode but i do think it went there i think it went there oh yeah you're already already calling it i'm calling it early it went there because i think that's important for this conversation it it's fine in a lot of ways but i think the characterization really pushes me away in a way that i cannot that's a hurdle i cannot get over i just think you need to i don't know do you need to talk to someone about your toby hatred every (laughs) every motivation he has ever had is so petty and (laughs) self-interested it's he i don't think he has an empathetic bone in his body how, he doesn't care about other people how have you not worked through this in our several episodes of doing the show how have you not moved past this i've told you when i think he's good mm. it's not a jake goldsby problem mm. i think he's doing exactly what they're telling him to do but let let me ask a big question before we get into the beats of this episode mm-hmm. toby is acting like a fucking asshole this whole episode is that supposed to be a result of him being malnourished and going crazy like is that part of it or is it just supposed to be he's getting a big head because he's on the wrestling i think yes yes column a and column b both yeah and okay. well yeah 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 of course um let's go from the top though. all right so toby is sick of being a nerd and is jealous of sean's athleticism and the popularity it affords him so he decides to follow in sean's footsteps and become a jock by trying out for wrestling, the gayest sport there is. Is it a sport? What are they doing? It's yeah. What are they doing? Yeah, I well, I okay. I don't know the rules of wrestling except for like you pin the other person down. That and... doesn't seem like a sport. Well, it's like that seems like part of a bigger sport. Like, oh, you were the one who pinned him down in I the, mean, in a game of I don't know rugby. <laughs> they do it in the Olympics. There's Olympic wrestling. I think they do a lot of stupid shit in the Olympics. That's not a sport. <laughs> Like what? I think most of <laughs> I don't know why. You're like I'm fuck track and field, <laughs> shot put. I mean, curling is a really good example. The only it's shot the I'm one. putting is in my mouth last night. I am. Yeah, I'm guys. I'm really hungover. I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried so hard. I was like, I'll have some uh, breakfast. I had some pho. It was good pho. Have you? I don't know the name of the place. I'll tell you later. Please do. Okay, you know that pho is like actually a breakfast food. It is. In well, that makes sense. It was delicious on this rainy day. I. It seems. <laughs> So much, it seems like such a better idea for breakfast than like what we in America consider breakfast. Like, mmm, greasy bacon and eggs, like just the heaviest breakfast. And don't get me started on cereal. Cereal is a disgusting food. Oh, I like cereal. Well, but... that's fine, but you can agree it shouldn't <laughs> be for breakfast. That's I, a dessert. I, <laughs> I agree that the health benefits of cereal are. Suspect. Um, They're like it's full of protein. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't know. About? That's I what don't that's think that's true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, think I don't know about that. I don't that know what. Shit. I don't know what protein cereal you're ordering from like a podcast or something. But most know, cereal, so most cereals does not advocate its protein. Um, okay. So yeah, he's they trying cereal in Canada. <laughs> of course they do. They yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Seems like uh, a very American <laughs> thing. To me. Um. Okay, did you do sports in high school? I feel like, I forget we've talked about this. You know, I don't think it's come up. I was in t-ball as a kid, and then I got onto like a soccer team maybe in fifth grade, and I ended up staying in that same soccer team for like six years. So I did it until like maybe freshman year of high school, and Mm. I was terrible. Mm. I was one of the worst players on the team. (laughs) The only point where I wasn't the worst player on the team was when all the good players left, and there was, like, new players who were slightly worse than me. Wait, so did you, like, choose to do it, or were you, like, were your parents, like, oh, oh, you were forced? And I told them that I didn't want to do it. My mom really overpacked my schedule, because I also did karate, Mm. and I really wanted to do drama, and it was, like, I wanted to drop one of these things, and I really didn't give a shit about karate anymore, so Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be that one, and then it was... She was like, you just keep quitting all the sports. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a faggot. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to do this. I want to be an artist, mom. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. I did not do sports in high school because I was terrified of being in a locker room with other boys. That was like a no zone for me. Like, even when I was in PE, because like PE was required, you know. Yes, Um, you had to do the PE. Yeah. And um, if you didn't do a sport, you had to do PE. And I was terrified of going to the locker room and changing in front of other boys. And so what I would do instead was I would just like wear my gym clothes 
because we only had to dress out. I think it was called dressing out. And those were only certain days of the week. And so I would just wear my gym clothes underneath my normal clothes those days. So I didn't have to change in front of boys. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty gross. I had a lot of anxiety and, (laughs) you know, I was, you know, bullying, you know, just, just gay shit, gay faggotry. But the other boys changed in front of you? Yeah. Seemed like a good deal I, but for, I, like, for I, little Evan. <laughs> but I was, like, so afraid of, you know, seeing other boys' bodies and, like, looking at mm. them or, like, them looking, you know, it's like I was just so, it was all, like, anathema to me at that point. So, no, no sports for me. Although I wish I had, in hindsight. Just because I, you know, I feel like I could have been good at Mm. What sport do you wish young Evan did? Uh, like a fake sport, like track and field. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like one of your one of your uh, fake sports. Those are not. You're not doing anything. You're just running. It's like anyway. We ha- we haven't talked about the first scene yet. We we should get into the first scene. They're uh, in school. Yeah, they're in school. Toby is getting an award for third place. He in gets something. third place in I believe what was the uh... some programming thing. Yes. So we and... agree that his search engine is real, and he invented that, and that was not a dream. <laughs> I'm still not sold on that narrative. See, that's literally what I thought you were talking about when you said your dream comment at the beginning. I was like, oh, oh are you saying no. this is no. all a dream because he's still a master programmer? <laughs> <laughs> We've never left a to- every Toby episode. He's in his dream. Uh, he's never woken up. Um, <laughs> Toby's actually Toby, <laughs> Toby is the Terry Schiavo of Degrassi. Wow, deep cut, Evan. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, Mrs. Hatsalakos kind of had a bad hair day. Um, So, what the fuck are we talking about? Um, Yeah, so he places third, and people, he he places third, and this is met with tepid applause, I would say. They clap! Why can't he be satisfied? They they pity clap. You have done something so uninteresting to the normal person. Oh. They have clapped for you. Like, get over yourself. I think that's more impressive. I would care more about that than wrestling. Of course I would, but I'm just saying, like, be realistic. You're at a school. It's, it, kids are stupid. They love sports. Like, you, I mean, I think this is, well, this is like a microcosm of the wider, like, Toby struggle of like, oh, he's like a loser who can't get girls and no one likes him and he feels, he's insecure, right? I think way too many people like him for how he acts (laughs) because a lot of people seem to enjoy his company in the show. Uh, he's fine. I like Toby. Toby seems like a good hang. Um, not at this point, not in this episode, certainly not. But, um, yeah. And so he sees, you know, Sean getting, you know, a big round of applause for his, uh, athletic feats what did he he was just the overall the overall person. like <laughs> overall jock head guy like what a, job what award is the this? most athletic I, well it was like once a, a month someone gets I, on the loudspeaker and is like sean is the best sports I, person i mean i guess they i mean you know they have like stats for this shit i guess i don't know i don't know sports I don't know anything about sports, but I assume there's some sort of record they have to go off of. Is there any, like, I just tell me what active sports are happening. Sean won the football game. Sean won the basketball game. Like, what, why are you being so cryptic? I don't know. We're focusing on, we can only do one sport at a time at Degrassi. So right so. now it's wrestling. Um, and he's the best wrestler. Um, so Toby's like, I'm going to join this gay ass sport. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, meanwhile, Terry in our subplot. Terry, she's back and has things to do. Good for her. I like Terry, and I think the show kind of does her a disservice because this is what, like, her... It's her first plot of focus this season, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and her only other one was the one where Paige got her drunk. Yes, exactly. On Sherry. (laughs) On Sherry. (laughs) Which I would never live down. No one would ever live that down. (laughs) Um, So Terry is suddenly sporting expensive new clothes and a cell phone oh my with God. with wireless web access, email, and, and GPS. GPS. <laughs> and did you see that fucking phone? It looks like it's a brick. It is huge, and it has like a black and white like TI eighty three screen. Mm, yeah, it's a calculator. <laughs> um, and I don't know. It just I just thought that was so quaint. They're like, did wow, you, email. Did you notice that everyone is fucking calling her tear the whole episode? You love that nickname. I don't. I don't like these... Tobes and Tear. Tobes, Tear. There's a point later in the episode where JT talks to Ashley in the hallway, and then he goes to talk to Toby about what they talked about. And he's like, 
me and Ash were just talking, and it's like you just you you don't have any relationship. It is. Why are you calling her Ash? I mean, in this case, I'm like, okay, everyone, but like, it seems like everyone's very overly familiar with everyone. Um, if you are watching at home and you have a drinking problem, what you can do is take a shot anytime someone needlessly <laughs> abbreviates someone's name on the show. You will be shit faced in 15 minutes listen, we, this is a 22 minute episode we can't we don't have time for extra syllables we're like tear <laughs> tear um so yeah so terry is sporting all this like new drip and this is raising the suspicions of Paige and hazel who think she's shoplifting <gasps> which is funny i also I, I on a serious note i mean this for real i do like that Paige is just like back to her like little heavy <laughs> oh, scheming dude. ways because it, it kind of feels like she's healing you know she's like just <laughs> she's doing what she loves nature again. is healing Paige yeah. is a bitch yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. i kind of appreciate it um uh, I, this plot point is hilarious and it is immediately forgotten because they're like, oh, Terry's not shoplifting. She just got a modeling gig for a national campaign. Yeah, that was a real fake out. Real, and immediately they're like, they resolve it. They're like, oh no, she's not shoplifting. There's like, there's no suspense about like, is she shoplifting? It's like the next scene. They're like, oh, hey, no, you're just modeling. And we find out that she's gotten a big modeling gig for this national campaign for a plus size, uh, like fashion wear or something mm-hmm. um which is a nice callback to last season when toby's agent mom yes. gave terry her card so they have they have a show bible and they're thinking about these they things. are exactly <laughs> i appreciate that thank you digress yeah toby's mom really came through so there's a couple I, there's a couple good callbacks yeah. in these two episodes and mm-hmm. i'm very excited about one on the next and episode. call forwards call forward for shadows i guess is what the technical term is whisper it to me what is it oh uh, we'll, we'll get to it okay we'll talk about it okay. um but um despite the admiration of Paige and spinner terry feels ashamed for being the face of a plus size clothing brand which is called more girl more girl more girl which i believe was the beta for lizzo's big girl that's very funny <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say it sounds like a, a young rapper who's like on the scene. More Big, girl. More girl. Yeah, with more four girl. L's, uh, four <laughs> R's, not L's. Yes. Um, this boy Mohammed who mm-hmm. makes fun of her for being heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on RFR. Really? <laughs> he was one of the main characters of RFR, and I had a little crush on him. Oh. Yeah, and I think this was before RFR. I think he did this, he's and they a- were like, "You're a star, Mohammed." You get to be the lead guy on RFR. Okay, so wait, what is RFR? We we gotta talk about RFR. We should probably do a breakout episode where we watch RFR. <laughs> RFR is Radio Free Roscoe. And oh, right, 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 right. Okay. At the same time. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. And he was one you of can't, the DJs. You can't be throwing out these abbreviations. What are you? A Degrassi <laughs> uh, character? <laughs> well, I want to show you that I, I, um, I'm familiar with RFR. <laughs> RFR is my friend. You uh-huh. know, I'm demonstrating uh, right, with right. familiarity. Yeah. Yes, we are close. Um, okay, we'll. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to do a RFR bonus episode at some maybe, point. I'm so curious. I think we're gonna have to watch it. I think maybe we'll have to get producer Brimp there because I, I really want everyone to see this and prove that this is not just a show I uh, dream. This is of. not a fever dream yes. of yours. This is real. <laughs> is the RFR in the room with us right now? <laughs> I, I can see it. I can see it now. Um, I also just wrote down the note and I wrote this down a couple times uh, wrestling is stupid I, I really hate it I don't understand what they're doing you don't like their little outfits? I mean if I walk into like an eagle and some guy's wearing a wrestling singlet I'm like okay that's fine that looks cute on you but mm-hmm. no I don't I don't what a dumb sport what are they doing uh and the fact that there's moves it's like no there's not you're you're just pushing a guy down and you got you want him to go out of the circle or whatever i it's dumb i just don't i'm like sports are one of those uh cultural blind spots for me where along with uh theater and what's the third thing i have a third thing i can't remember uh, theater and sports are like my two cultural blind spots and i'm just like i know nothing about them and i feel uncomfortable passing any judgment on these things which are at such a remove from my daily life so so toby is gonna here's my here's what i wrote down i have a problem empathizing with toby every single time his his motivation in every episode is how can i trick people into liking me like that's every single episode. i don't know if about tricking it's just about like how do i you know feel he's not being sincere and... so yes it is a trick it's like look 
like, just be yourself, man. Relax. Well, so Toby is going to the wrestling tryouts, but he just so happens to be in the same weight class as Sean. Which who, seems weird. We, yeah, we've established Sean as the, you know, the, the star of the wrestling team. I guess they're teams. Uh, and so when he goes to face off against Sean, he's like very promptly pinned to the ground. Uh, and so Toby... I did think it was funny when Toby walked in there and Sean was like talking to him as he was like sort of with half of his focus, like pinning this extra boy to the ground. <laughs> like it was just nothing for him. Right, right. <laughs> well, as we that know, was he's... pretty funny to me. I did like that. Mm. Uh, Toby researches how to train for wrestling. And then while he's doing his research, he discovers making weight, which I did not I've know about this. I've never heard this term. Well, I mean, I'm assuming if you're in the... In the, biz, in the biz, in the in the biz of wrestling, um, I assume this is a thing. Um, which is to those of you who don't know, who I'm assuming is a lot of you, um, unless you watch this episode, it and then is. You would have learned, <laughs> and then you would have learned as we did that making weight is basically you know trying to get into a different weight class. Uh, that's it. Yes. Um, and so we are well, because he wants to wrestle this little tiny boy. Right. With exactly. There's yeah. this little boy, this adorable little boy who he's like, oh, yeah, I can take this shrimp. Uh, <laughs> and so he's like, all I have to do is, you know, cut 10 pounds and then I can fight him. Um, so we're treated to this Rocky esque montage of Toby trying to lose weight. Yeah, and there's a couple funny shots in there, like when JT's helping him do the pull-ups. It was like, it was fine. Yeah, or JT's like, I'm gonna eat this donut while you suffer. It was an appropriate tropey moment. I did not mind it. They end up in a convenience store, and Toby is kind of eyeing these laxatives. Mm-hmm. And JT's like, hey, let me tell you about this time I ate those and I shit all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what he says. Have you ever had laxatives? No, I like I know that laxative chocolates are a thing, but I don't think I've ever seen them in person. I have never seen them in the wild. The only thing I know laxative chocolates from are this and the Iron Giant. Have you seen the Iron Giant? No, I I have a thing. I don't I don't watch anything with Vin Diesel. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. That's not that's not why I haven't seen it. Uh, That's not why I haven't seen it. But I I happen to have not seen it. Oh, my God. It's so good. We'll have to. People love it. I will watch it. It's so good. Anyway, there's chocolate laxatives in it. Um, Spoiler alert. Well, that I feel like I already know the story. (laughs) You're like, I know all the beats here. There's a robot. Someone poops. Got it. (laughs) Wrap it up. (laughs) So this uh, is very effective. And he's able to cut two kilos which is like four pounds in what like a week yeah and they weigh him in and this was confusing to me because armstrong is like any student cut making weight or caught making weight will be cut from the team Mm -hmm. but it's like what does that mean like he has clearly made weight because you're weighing him in and he's changed a weight class like what more evidence do you need right i guess it's like making weight would be like with the health like obviously like people's weights naturally fluctuate yeah and stuff i guess it's like are you, you said how much of a difference was three kilos? it was four pounds oh I, I mean that changes in a day sure right so i don't i mean i you know again we're, we're out of our depth here but i, I assume there's like, a well, metric for this that seems like he would not be good to have on the team because if his if he's right on that border like mm. how do you know that he's going to be in the right weight class like on the day that he's supposed to wrestle that makes no sense yeah i don't no, I don't know. And why do why do they only have one person per weight class? You don't want to have a backup person? I don't We are we are clearly out of our depth here. We don't know what's going no, on. No, this one's not our fault. <laughs> this is just dumb. I think this is bad right Oh, uh, <laughs> come on. I don't think that makes any sense. Let's we continue. just don't know what wrestling is. We don't know anything about it. Anyway, he <laughs> uh gets to fight against the shrimpy kid and he beats him. And so he gets to join the wrestling team. Yay, Toby. And what I liked is when he's getting his little windbreaker, we see Nadia again, the girl who likes wolves. Yes. And she, I guess, works on the yearbook. Apparently. Do you think she's going to like insert some wolf pictures into the yearbook just <laughs> because she has that power to do so? <laughs> I think she definitely has like that wolf sweatshirt with like the moon on it, you oh, know? Oh, for sure. That and she one. wears it very unironically. She yeah. Yeah. No, she's just like, I like wolves. Yeah. Um, and she's apparently friends with Kendra, who who's got, back, who has a line, <laughs> who, who is back. Remember and Kendra? Apparently, is in a relationship with Toby, but doesn't want to be around him or talk to they him. They have like a casual friendship, I think, at this point. But uh, for those of you who forgot, because who can blame you? Kendra is Spinner's adopted sister. Yes. Um, she will not be relevant for most of the show. No, I think, uh, I think we've seen most of the Kendra we're going to see. <laughs> <laughs> Make the most of it. Um, 
But Ashley suspects that there's something up with Toby when he refuses to eat, which, as we all know, is the telltale sign of an eating disorder. Well, yeah, he doesn't want to eat his big choco muffins choco in the muffin. morning. Yeah, and then at school, oh, this was really upsetting when he orders the the chili burger, was it? A chili burger it with looked, Sheila sauce? Oh, that was, like, triggering. It took me back to horrible cafeteria oh, food that it, I would not eat. It was so gross. I did think it was very funny that there's Sheila sauce. That's, she, that's really funny to me. My special sauce. Did she, did she like make it at home and bring it in? That's <laughs> yeah, Sheila's homemade sauce. Really weird. Uh, but what I did think was really gross was when he was eating that, I, I knew where the scene was going, so I knew he was going to barf it up, and I was like, ooh, that's like the worst food to barf up. Because it's already pretty gross going in, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, barfing up anything's pretty bad. Yeah, I w I'm anti-barf. <laughs> I can't think of something that is pleasant to upchuck. Can I share a, a really personal story? Just as long as we're talking about how I'm not taking care of myself as an adult. <laughs> On the uh, My partner and I drove down to Tijuana, um, and we had a fun little just night trip there. We stayed the night, and we drove back. And on the way back, I barfed. Uh, I had to barf out the window. I was asleep in the car, and I woke up, and I was very motion sick, and I had to barf. And I was like, babe, like pull off at the next intersection. Like, I'm... I'm about to barf. <laughs> and he was trying to, but like he had just gone past an intersect or, or an off ramp, I mean. So it was going to be a while. So I just had to barf out the window. Thank you for your vulnerability. <laughs> and I thought I, I, I wasn't like hungover or anything. I think it's because we bought this uh, souvenir. It was a dog that looked like Turtle, my dog. Uh -huh. It was like ceramic plaster or something, but it had a very... um bad smell to it. I think there was like a toxic paint or like a sealant <laughs> on it. And it caused me to barf. It's painted with lead. I think it was. And it was out there on my patio and I had to get rid of it because even on my patio, it, I left it there to air out. I could smell it sitting like right where really? you're Really? Yes, it was so strong. Oh my god. Yeah, so I had to get rid of it. I put it out in front of the building and it was gone within like two hours. Oh, I remember seeing that. So now it's going to make someone else sick. <laughs> you're like, pass it on. It's like a cursed dog. <laughs> the cursed, like the traveling, sisterhood of the traveling pants with I, this stinky dog. I did get a funny video of Turtle meeting the dog that looked like him, so I will maybe post that to the Degrassi Instagram. <laughs> Only the most relevant of content <laughs> oh for our fans. This episode is out of control. I really uh, I'm reeling. I'm reeling you back. I'm reeling. I've got the life preserver. We're oh going back. Oh, we're watching. So, Toby's new jock status has gone to his head severely, and he's acting like a dick to JT. Um, he's acting like a dick to everyone. Well, and then when Toby finally relents and eats, as you mentioned, yeah, he then goes to the washroom to purge. <laughs> and JT overhears his purging. And so he goes to tell Ashley about this. Hey, Ash. And she says she suspects Toby has an eating disorder. To which Toby, or to which JT, responds <laughs> that that is girl stuff. Girl stuff, yeah. Which, yeah. you know, I feel like that's actually a very important moment in the episode because it's, you know, it's very indicative of the, you know, the understanding of eating disorders at that time. And honestly, <laughs> to this day, largely, is that, like, you know, this is the domain of, you know, women and girls. Like, you know, they have eating disorders. Men don't really have body image issues. Right. Well, I think as gay men, we're maybe a little... We're much more <laughs> A little more aware that that's to, not the case. Right, <laughs> exactly. But it's like, all. It's like you know, if you look at, you know, the state of all men, straight men, it's like, oh, you, none of us are doing... No, no one's doing well. No one's doing a good job. No one, no one is happy with their bodies. And this happens to boys. I mean, I think we can both speak to this experience. It's, yes. You know, this is real. Um... So I like that this episode delves into this topic. Yeah, and that's why I think it goes there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and like this is, you know, and this is the first of what will 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 be many Degrassi arcs about eating disorders. And, you know, the fact that they focus the first one on a boy is actually like our male characters, you know, kind of surprising. And I think an interesting choice. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, we can kind of fast forward to the end of this part because nothing really interesting happens. Well, so Terry, back in Terry Oh, let's land. go over to Terry. Yeah, let's talk about that. So Terry is canceling photo shoots because of Muhammad's fat shaming comments. But Spinner gives Terry the confidence boost she needs. And he tells her that she's beautiful at her size. He says, you're beautiful, you're perfect, you're you a model, like, oh, you look like Linda yeah, Evangelista. Evangelista. <laughs> Did you stone those tights, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And she feels great then. And yeah. it gives her the power to tell Muhammad, 
hey, you're fucking poor, you fucking poor piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, she's like, well, I'll uh, take your fat shaming and up you uh, classism. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, clearly this boy needs this job. Like, he's probably helping out with the family expenses. Oh, I don't know. I feel like this is the time when it's like, hey, kids can just have, you know, these, like, minimum wage jobs because they're kids. I it's guess. not like people are relying on these to pay their rent. Well, regardless, he, he's not wealthy enough to not, like, he can't buy the even trivial things that he needs with the money that he has so he has to have this job and terry's like fuck you she's like fuck you i'm rich <laughs> <Ice> cream boy <laughs> and you know i mean also fierce and i love it <laughs> uh, it was very satisfying yeah. let's be real <laughs> it was a really good clapback. uh it's a it's probably one of terry's most memorable moments for me personally absolutely i mean this is you know the moment where she sort of like the ball is in her court and she has the agency and you know and she notes that you know when she's telling him off, she's like, most girls have a body similar to hers. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, it's just a very satisfying moment for Terry. And we also still have this weird, like, romantic vibe between Spinner and Terry, which... Yeah, I can't tell what's going on. Well, there. it's very weird, because that ship was well and truly sunk last season. But you didn't feel like that was, like, a friend being like, hey, I think you're pretty... Like, that, no, that I was mean, that's, kind of the vibe that's what they're getting. going... That's, yeah. that's absolutely what they're going with. But it is like, oh, this is interesting. Especially, like, the history that you to do have but i guess they've moved on from it i guess these kids are very mature and i'm not giving them enough credit <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that's basically wraps up it's the, the terry subplot it wraps up the end of terry basically <laughs> <laughs> basically there you go bye terry we'll check in with you next season yeah um so jt confronts toby over his disordered eating but he refuses to listen even though he is now seriously feeling the effects of his malnourishment and to me, this also doesn't make sense. You've made the weight. Like, you can have a snack now. <laughs> yeah. It's just about maintaining it. Right. Point. Ha have an apple. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just go on keto, Toby. I'm, I'm giving, like, really bad, like, eating disorder <laughs> advice, I guess. But that's just, just that was my thought. <laughs> just eat, get, get a food scale. Measure yeah. it out. You know? Almonds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> and so then Toby passes out during the wrestling meet. Um, so, you know, you know, it's bad. Mm -hmm. um, so in the end, Toby has learned his lesson and he gets cut from the team, obviously, because he was making weight. But he comes to find out that the whole school was worried about him, including his crush, including his crush, Kendra, who is again, she's back. She's back, baby. She's back. Um, um, so I feel like the sort of the lesson, I mean, obviously that, you know, watch out for the signs of eating disorders in your friends. But also, like, that people did care about Toby. He just didn't, like, realize, you know, this is, again, this is all about sort of, like, his projection. Like, he feels like no one likes him and that he's not popular. But it's like, people cared about him even before he was, you know, wrestling. I don't care about him. Okay, except for you. <laughs> Everyone else cared about him. Can we talk about the next episode? I love the next episode so much. Um, All right. So sh shall we say goodbye to this episode? I thought this episode was good. Well done, everyone involved. I thought I I will say I don't think it's a bad episode. I was annoyed most of the time I was watching it, <laughs> but I think <laughs> I think I was maybe supposed to be. Yeah. No, he's behaving like a dick, and everyone calls him out on it. And you know what? He you know. It all works out in the end. Yeah. Well, let's let's um, say goodbye to this episode. We'll take a little break here, and we'll go on to episode, I don't know, nine? Ten. 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 Of season two, Take My Breath Away. We'll see you in a minute. All right. We're so back. We are talking about <laughs> we We went for a jog. <laughs> We wore garbage bags and we jogged around the <laughs> We block. did a whole Rocky montage. Yeah. We're back. But we're back. Uh, so season two, episode 10, Take My Breath Away, named Which after the song by Berlin. By Berlin? Mm-hmm. Not by The weekend. Not that one. What? Oh, no, not that one. <laughs> uh, no, I'm thinking of Berlin because I think the girl, uh, the, the lead singer from that, I think she was on Drag Race. Was like she really? Two. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that would make sense, I suppose. Yeah. They had a girl group challenge in that season. Yeah, but this... Or, was, or a performing challenge. I think this was like a rock and roll challenge. Right. Because that's yeah. why they brought her. Yeah, and Tyra had like a... Anyway, we, we, <laughs> different <laughs> well, podcast. Yeah, different, yeah. <laughs> um, I like this song. I didn't know it was by Berlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so this is a, a Manny episode. Manny and Craig. 
So we open with Manny in class as Miss Kwan is rhapsodizing about the <laughs> nature of love and romance and literature and how it can often be a confusing experience. And we seem to be setting up some themes here. I don't know. It's very subtle. Well, I mean, you always have to have a correlation between the plot of the book and the plot of the thing being <laughs> Miss Kwan is always here to relay the theme to us. Yeah. Which but I, I think is very think, helpful. I also think she's maybe, like, we've discussed how Miss Kwan is perhaps a little too invested in the romantic subplots of Degrassi. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if she's theming her curriculum around, you know, some of these... <laughs> oh, like, Craig's going to be coming into the... <laughs> she, 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 she she arranged for Craig to come pick up that AV card because she wanted to sort of institu- instigate this. She fantasy. arranges the syllabus based on the drama yes, of Degrassi. <laughs> so, then in walks Craig, who locks eyes with Manny. And suddenly, someone's turned on the mood lighting and... Craig is in a tuxedo, and he's serenading Manny, who is also suddenly dressed in, like, her Disney princess finest. Do you know the lyric? <laughs> um, okay, okay. What is it? It's, I'm, uh, I'm gonna sing it right now. Okay, please sing it. <laughs> Will you be my Cinderella? Something, something, Manuela. <laughs> Oh, I should have written down the it's lyrics. It's so funny. It's oh. so funny. <laughs> oh, man. I could. I would have sung that on they this podcast. Sound, they do sound pretty good harmonizing. Well, together. this is great because this is the first time that either of these kids sing in this show, who Manny go did, on to sing on this show. What does Manny sing? She's never in a band. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. She, has a ta- she has a tambourine. She doesn't sing. Oh, uh, wait. Okay. Yes. Wait, now I know what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Um... <laughs> The sun is out, by the way. Ooh, um, it's, yeah, we are we are taking off our um, our winter coats. It is now nice and warm. Mm-hmm. Um, if so, our mood is changing, <laughs> so after this uh, bizarre and amazing uh, sequence, we snap back to reality, and Craig is simply asking her to move so we can get the AV cart she's in front of. Which also, and you know, she. she she was so in the fantasy that she saw this as like a losing moment. It's like, no, you you're talking to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Make the most He's of it. He's really close but to you. You can you can get up and be like, oh, let me help you with that, Craig. Yeah, exactly. Sensually scooch your chair over. I remember my crush in orchestra. One time we got assigned to um, play instruments together in the back, and I just took it as an opportunity to chat him up a little. You were in orchestra. Mm-hmm. What did you play? I played violin. What? Yeah. You played violin? Yeah, for like eight years. What? <laughs> yeah, I played violin at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. What? How did I not know about this? What? I wasn't good. I, I, I didn't know my music at Carnegie Hall. I very much didn't take orchestra seriously. Mm. I was just still taking it because it, I had been doing it since fifth grade, and I, I knew the orchestra teacher. Like, she taught me violin when I was in oh, fifth wow. grade, and she went on to teach at the high school. Mm-hmm. So she would let me get away with some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, so can you still play violin? Probably not. If, if you handed it to me, I might be able to bang out like the first like eight bars of Pachelbel Cannon, mm. but that's about it. <laughs> Aw, I always want to play an instrument. I'm jealous. What are you waiting for? I, it's too late. It's no, just too late. it's never too late. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, oh, okay. <laughs> do you, I wanted to ask, do you remember those AV carts? Do you remember rolling those yeah. around in school? There was like one per school. <laughs> yeah, and they were really kind of clumsy, and you always had to like get them over little bumps in the carpeting and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. only had Bill Nye. They, I loved Bill Nye so much, and I was a Northwest boy, so they gave us even more Bill Nye than probably the rest of <laughs> the The average country. Bill Nye yeah. dosage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Okay, so we didn't jump to a media emergence class where it's just very casually revealed that Mr. Simpson and Emma's mom, Spike, are engaged. This is crazy. <laughs> Why did they get engaged off screen? These are two legacy characters. Don't you want to have a fun moment? It was very surprising. Memorable... I did not even remember this beat because I just figured like, oh, we're going to get that subplot at some point. I can't believe I'm asking for more adults, but this is one example of like, there should have been a scene with these Well, people. just like have an Emma episode where this is like weaved in yes. somehow, right? It didn't even have to be necessarily about the proposal maybe they were just sick of emma (laughs) they're like i'm so sick of writing emma episodes can we do something else 
Can we, can we do the boys stealing a car? I don't know. It's a very weird choice. Uh, I don't know. How long do you think they've been dating at this point? Um, Like a few like months. Really good question. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, but like, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's fine because we understand that they these two characters have history, you know, dating back like, you know, over a decade. And so they're pretty familiar with each other. So I guess, you know, they're like, I'm sure it was a pretty casual proposal. I think it's one of those things where it's like, if you reconnect with someone like that in your adulthood, it's like, well, we're reconnecting as adults, so let's do adult things and get married. <laughs> right, why not? Um, although, I don't know, I am just like, God, neither of you are even 30. Don't have to rush into marriage. Like, Don't say that. It's so upsetting to me that Archie is is younger than 30. <laughs> He just looks so old. He might be, like, exactly 30 at this point. If I if I was standing next... I'm 35 years old. If I was standing next to Stefan Brogan in this episode, you would not think that he was younger than me. <laughs> no, I would think you were, like, a stoner college student. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, there's this, like, offhand line about Mr. Simpson getting uh, emails from JT of naked baboon pictures. <laughs> Aren't all baboons naked? Uh, okay, that was one of my questions. I was like, what, what, what do you mean? Naked baboons? Is he talking about the, like, uh, uh, baboons from, like, car- I don't... I, I guess he just, like, means, like, oh, you, you're sending me baboon butts? But also, but, that's like, not that's a, a different... virus. Th- that line made no sense. I don't know. That also... Line didn't get... That line needed a rewrite. Well, I also can't imagine emailing any of my teachers anything at any point <laughs> right. other than like assignments so jt's and, really overstepping and toby designed this like flash animation because he is a mark zuckerberg type i person. mean he can just like do anything apparently this is what i'm saying that's why that was not a dream uh okay <laughs> put a pin in that uh Okay, so Emma tells Manny that it was her mom, actually, who proposed to Mr. Simpson, because she knew... See, I'd like to see that! (laughs) Yeah, well, because she knew what she wanted, and she went for it. And so she tells Manny to do the same thing if she likes Craig. I love this episode so much. Well, I love this moment of, like, you know, I mean, it's a small, it's not the point of the episode, but it's a small moment of, like, encouraging female agency yeah and like even if it is to like select a man but still (laughs) sure but i think that's important like you know a lot of the times like our you know romantic relationships are framed as like oh well like women are just sort of um subjected to the whims of men and and, you know women don't have their own agency in romantic relationships and this is like no women can and should be able to you know exert agency and i think i don't know it's a small it's a small lesson but it's a nice one um Manny is doing a very TV show thing where she is writing Manny plus Craig forever or whatever. In a and heart. Like in a heart. In a heart, yeah. With a bunch of, like, stars around it. Mm-hmm. I've been, like, really in love with people, like, puppy love, like, high school crush. I've never been inclined to do that. Did you never do, like, <laughs> Mrs. Nick? No. Whatever. <laughs> I did not. No. No. First of all, I'm not changing my name for anyone. Mm. <laughs> I'm not changing my name for no fucking man. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, but you've internalized yeah, the lesson it, of this It does episode. just seem like a, a very um, TV trope thing. Yeah. That I mean, I, well, I don't know. I think I knew girls who certainly did that. My sister did that kind of stuff where she was like, Mrs. Chloe. It also just whatever. seems so incriminating. <laughs> I mean, it's embarrassing. Um, and, you know, if anyone sees it, yeah. But I don't know. Um, I don't know. It definitely seems like teenage girl behavior, which I, I, I think is... I, I'm not saying it's a bad scene. I'm not <laughs> criticizing it. I'm just saying it's a teen. <laughs> we would never criticize this show. Um, so, meanwhile, in our B-plot, uh, we, conti- we are continuing the theme of romance. Yes. And we are focusing on Ellie and Marco, who bond over their love of Edward Gorey, specifically the, uh, the Gashley Crumb Tinies is what the book is called. I didn't, I was curious about that. Um, yeah. Ellie has an interesting line where she says, Miss Kwan says I can't do this for my book report because it's too morbid. Mm-hmm. And my thought would be, you can't do this for a book report because <laughs> it's, it's an 26 al- pages. <laughs> because it's an alphabet it's a book. picture book, yes. <laughs> for children. Yeah. Which... <laughs> I had the same note written in here. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know. I Upon further research, I was like, okay. Like, I know this book is actually, like, in, like, it's, it, like, there is, like, actually, like, scholarship on this book as far as, like, alphabet books go. Because it, like, 
you know, it's about, it's a very, it is like dark and morbid in terms of like, it's like subject matter, which is, you know, about like the deaths of children and the various <laughs> ways that children die. Um, but I don't, still don't think that that's necessarily warrants a book report for your, you know, high school English class. Yeah. So but it does tell us that. Marco's pretty cool because he knows all about Edward Gordon. Mm-hmm. And they're alternative. They're not like the other kids. They're not. They're mm-hmm. not at all. No. They're edgy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that neither of these two were given star billing yet, even though they get a surprising amount to do this season. Yeah, that is weird. And I also think that, well, this is kind of a separate thought, but related. This is an exciting episode for me because it's our first kind of starring episode for Manny. Mm-hmm. And she's one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And it's our first, like, um, it's our first non-Ashley-centered Ellie plot. So we're getting a lot of time with two characters who I really like and who will have more to do going forward. This is just kind of like a nice introduction to both of them. Yes. And it's definitely a an introduction to, like, what where they're character arcs will be going in the future oh yeah a i mean entree a couple of things that go on here i think i know what you're saying about the foreshadowing mm-hmm. because yes. some of the lines about the thing about yes. after the thing absolutely mm-hmm. those things yep um <laughs> so but to ellie dismay hazel also has her sights on marco just sort of arbitrarily just she's like she's like hmm that one that one <laughs> i want that boy uh, it's like who can blame <laughs> Marco's a handsome guy. He's a he's, he's a cutie. He's almost got a goatee. I don't know what it is. It's a soul patch. It's so small. It's a soul. It's a tiny little soul patch. I wrote down it's it's like if a John Waters mustache was a goatee. It is yes, it's a, it's just a, it's I've just like seen. a mirrored John Waters mustache <laughs> yeah. on his lower beneath his lower lip. I literally thought it was a shadow. I had to pause it. <laughs> um. Shout out to uh, Adama Ruggiero. We we stand. We know you listen. Yeah, we know you're listening. So Ellie sends a cryptic anonymous email to Marco, which reads, I wrote this one down. S as in secret, I admire. U from A, afar. XO, bad rhymer. It's like... Are you a fucking idiot, Marco? Who do you think this is? <laughs> uh, this is fucking l- idiot. Uh, well, yeah, this is... Not, not good. Subtle. This is not good, but also not subtle. So it's like, Ellie, what are you I don't doing? Think it's a bad note. I actually, no. I have no note. I think it's fine. As as, as far as the secret admirer note, uh, there's enough clever. I think she can. There. I think she can do better. It's fine. It's it, that's not. It doesn't need to be a good poem. It's saying, hey, remember when we were talking about fucking letters ten minutes ago? I. It's me. Like, she's doing everything she needs to do to tell Marco I like you, and he's too thick to be like. Well, I'm also wondering, like, does she want him to know that it was her? Like, why I think is she this is her this? way? of being like I'm too scared to actually come out and say it I'm gonna make it so obvious that it's me that he'll come say hey Ellie is this you I literally think that's what it was supposed to I be I guess I just feel like at that point it's like why not just like send an email with your name attached because <laughs> I don't know I mean you're still not having to say it to his face yeah that's also all how is. did she send the email anonymously did I have she make no like, idea. a fake email yeah, did, did she like send him an ask on tumblr.com <laughs> like how did you do that well, Tumblr, Tumblr doesn't exist yet. No, so not I, for like four Toby, more years. I think Toby has invented an alternative <laughs> that maybe they can DM, DM each other on. Um, so, meanwhile, Manny has another dream sequence of Craig professing his love for her. But she decides to take the initiative this time. And she tells him she likes him. Mm-hmm. And Craig returns her feelings. Yeah, it's cute. It's very cute. And she this like, is a cute moment. It's so like cute. This. And yeah. she like squeals in excitement because she yeah. can't contain it. And it's like, oh, Sorry, sorry. I'm such a dick. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's very cute. It's very believable. They're, it's, the acting's very good. I like that. Yes. Um, so they agree to go on a date. Well, the fu- I did think that was all funny and cute. But then there's a part where the Manny's like, oh, you want to go to the mall or a movie's? And Craig's like, oh, oh, like with you? Like he's like faking. It's like, no, we've already done. Like, stop it. Be yeah. Nice to her. She's, yeah, be nice to her. She's already like putting herself out you're there. jerking her around. Yeah. Be, just be he's, cool. Yeah. He's like, just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, obviously she's like, doesn't catch the joke at first. Um, yeah. yeah just, yeah, be because cool. Because it's not a good joke. It's not a good joke. <laughs> I um, would be like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, like maybe if he was like, oh, tonight, oh, 
He's like, yeah, okay. Like, that's like a... That's That'd a, be a little better. That's better, but when he's like, oh, with you? Ugh, gross. <laughs> Just kidding. You're okay. Uh, <laughs> he hated it. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was Craig at his least charming. I yeah, I that. agree. Yeah. Um, but Manny and Emma are just, like, super excited, and they, like... Manny comes over to Emma, and this she was gets also ready a with her. This was also a cute scene. Very cute, and they're both just, like, squealing. Like, it's just nice to see, you know, like, women supporting women yes. in this moment. Well, also because, yeah, Emma could be petty and be like, I I, I used to Craig like first. Craig. Yeah. Right, exactly. But she's like, nope, I see that, you know, you know, Manny, he's all yours. I love it. Yeah. Um. I also, I mean, did you catch the callback that happened here? Oh, which callback? I think I know. So on the way out, um, they bundle together mm-hmm. and Emma mm-hmm. poses yes. them yep. just like on her date with Sean. Mm-hmm. But now she is in her mother's place She's, taking the photo. Exactly. The torch has been passed. Yes. And she is taking the photo of Manny and Craig on Manny's first date. Yes. And I think it's adorable because it's so cute. Emma probably doesn't realize that she's turning into her mom. But that's like fully <laughs> what's happening. She, <laughs> she's 14 going on 30. Yeah. <laughs> um, so everything seems to be going great when we cut to the next school day. And Manny is over the moon about how their date went, and she's convinced that they're falling in love. And it's just like, oh, ooh. And <laughs> oh, we, Manuela. And then we cut over to Craig, and we sort of get his perspective on it. Yeah, the so. He's talking to Jimmy and we, Sean about it. Yeah, he, we, yeah, we see Craig sitting at lunch with Jimmy and Spinner, and Spinner looks different. He got a hair thing, he bleached his hair. Yeah. How do we feel about that? I'm not gonna lie. I think this is a good look for him. I think this works for him. Yeah, it's fine. It's a gross it's, Y2K color, but it's, it's very. very I mean, it's very of its time. For for being of its time, I think it works for Spinner. I don't mind it. There you go. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so Craig seems um less enthused about how their date went. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And so what proceeds is this very funny sequence in which both Manny and Craig retell their very different versions of the events of the night in question. And it's it's kind of like a Rashomon. Yeah, it's Rashomon. (laughs) Exactly. It's very Rashomon. We're like, so in Manny's version of events, she's, it's all very romantic and sensual. And she like takes the cotton candy and like brushes his lips with her fingers and all that. And then in Craig's version, Manny is like basically an overgrown child and she's like squealing over balloons and stuffed animals. (laughs) Um, I love the really subtle little differences. Like, they end up going to this carnival that's at the mall. Right, which is weird. Which but, is weird. But, but but it's kind of adds to, like, the dream sequel. Like, it feels yeah. very trippy and weird. It's It did feel a little like a Twin Peaks scene. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> especially because in uh, Manny's version of the story, it's, like, cutesy carnival music. But in the background of Craig... <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like scary funhouse carnival. Yeah, it's so scary. It's, like, discordant. It was pretty scary. I love that. Yeah, no. And then, like, these versions, like, have large... There are differences, but they're largely the same scripts. It's just they're acted differently. Like, a lot yes. of Manny's lines are the same. But in her version, she'll be like, Oh, I love the carnival. The clowns. The balloons. <laughs> and then in his, she's like, Carnival! Balloons Whee! and clowns of corn! Uh, so it's just all in performance, which is great. Um, I think my very favorite uh, moment of these is when they're playing this sort of carnival game where they're throwing this ball. Mm-hmm. Manny throws the ball and it bounces back and hits Craig. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down the... I have seen this episode too many times, I think. <laughs> Because I wrote down word for word the line that Craig says in Manny's version, where he's kind of like playing it off like <laughs> it didn't hurt that bad. He just goes, oh dear, that's smart. <laughs> and I, I wrote down the note as the scene was playing out, and I didn't have to go back and change anything, because it was like that ingrained in my brain. His delivery on that is so It's funny. very good. It almost feels like, I don't know, it feels like like Homer Simpson delivery. Like. Bit, yes. <laughs> Fiddle dee dee. I, I love, <laughs> yeah, this is a great episode. And I think this, uh, and they only do it a couple times. They only show a couple scenes from the date, but mm-hmm. like it works. It's just really efficient and it works. Absolutely. And it's interesting because it's like, y- you you can probably assume 
that the reality of the night was like somewhere between these two polarities. Like, I, like she's probably over idealizing it, but Craig is also probably over exaggerating Manny's childishness. Probably. But it's like, that being said, it's like, I feel like these experiences are still both true to what they were feeling in the moment. Like Manny was feeling over the moon and felt the romance and Craig was feeling like, oh, she's a little like, like there's a maturity gap here. Yeah. And I'm just, he's not feeling it. So I I think they've like flanderized these experiences, but ultimately I think that's still like emotionally true to them, whatever so. that means. But um, the rumors going around the school that they went on this date together mm -hmm. and everyone is sort of under the impression that it went really well because I think Craig has only given his version of events to... To, to Spinner to and Jimmer's, Jim. Yeah. Jimmer and Spinny. Jimmer and Spinny. <laughs> Our boys. Spin yeah, I can't, can't wait for this show. They're like AU versions. Um, <laughs> so, and Craig admits to them that he likes Manny, but he just couldn't kiss her because she reminded him of his five-year-old sister and it's which. funny, which, which is like, yeah, because she's your sister's sister. Yeah, because the actors are related. Because the actors are related. Um, so just a funny meta nod there. I did I did not know that about um, those two actors until you told me. Mm -hmm. So it was very funny watching this episode and hearing that line and finally. Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, yeah, because she is related to you in a way. Um, I also love Liberty because Manny's telling her version of events to uh, Liberty and Emma. Yes. And at the end of it, Liberty's like, my, f Craig has my f two favorite qualities, passion and punctuality. <laughs> and it's like, Classic shut the Liberty. fuck up, Liberty. <laughs> Classic Liberty. <laughs> um, but when Manny talks to Craig, even Emma starts like picking up on the vibes and she's like, oh, I don't know. Craig doesn't seem to be feeling it. Yeah. And Manny, she's like just too Twitter painted. <laughs> and she's like, oh no, he's just being moody. But, you know when your man's moody. You know when your man's moody and just like doesn't want to <laughs> talk to you. <laughs> he seems to like doesn't want to disgusted. By yeah, you. yeah, exactly. And is repulsed. Um, <laughs> so back in our B plot, Marco tells Ellie about the email he got. But, yes, yes, in the library they're talking about mm -hmm. this. But he still doesn't have a clue who sent it, which is like. You're dumb. You're dumb. There's two people it could be, first of all. <laughs> and you've, like, just talked about Edward Gorey, which is, this is in the format of the Edward Gorey book that you two bonded over. This is what I'm saying. Like, she wanted him to figure it out. I guess, she, yeah. Dumb. I guess she did. And she just was like, oh, I can, like, if he doesn't like me, that I can, like, she, it's, like, plausible deniability, I, I suppose. So. I think it's that. I guess. Um, so, that makes sense. Um, so then, but then she sends him another one where she says, M is for Marco. Z is for Zen Garden and like me. The I, Zen I, Garden I, was which, so funny to which, me. Which, you know, the Zen Garden that you have in your high school, right? Well, it's a, it's a place that we've seen many times. Mm -hmm. It's just this little sort of, would you call it like an atrium? It's yes, a yeah, it's like an atrium. Area. Yeah, exactly. It, within the school. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's been the Zen Garden the whole time. I don't know why. There's no like rocks. There's not like a rock garden. Yeah, like, there's no. Like, <laughs> there's just like chilling. I don't know why you yeah. call it a Zen Garden. No, it's just like a little indoor garden. Um, so she tells him Is to meet it even her. a garden? There's like one little bush. There's like plants. Okay. Like plants. Um, so, but when he meets her there, uh, he realizes that she's the one who's been emailing him, which is like, duh. But he says he was there, like, I guess, or he says he was like supposed to meet Hazel. Mm. And so this like sends Ellie into like a doom spiral and she gets really embarrassed. And so she runs off and she feels like he rejected her. But then Marco tells Ellie that she shouldn't calls have got rejected. <laughs> he calls her on his flip phone to yeah. her flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he tells her that he likes her and he asks her out. And I have a feeling that these two kids are going to make it out okay. <laughs> I think they're going to get married. I think, I think it's all, yeah, exactly. I think heteronormative, <laughs> heteronormativity awaits them. I, I had a small observation before we uh, close the page on this uh, subplot. For now, um, mm -hmm. did you notice that Marco had? I think he has a cartilage piercing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He definitely has an earring. He has a, he has a cartilage. I think it's up there. Oh, does he really? Yeah. I just noticed his earring, which, yeah. To me, when we meet his parents later, I don't think his parents would let him have that. <laughs> no, but maybe I don't know. They're Italian. <laughs> what do Italians love getting piercings? What does that mean? <laughs> you know, they're just like, oh, masculinity is more flexible. No, I just mean like it's a very. I mean, you have a cartilage piercing. I do. You know, it's a very intense piercing. Uh, it hurt a lot, and it's for, for weeks. Yeah, and it's and I think that it's 
already like a boy having an earring is we'll get into it i don't know why it was interesting he got his classmate to do it for him to me it's like they took a lemon wedge and they took the pen it was very of the parent trap (laughs) to me it's like oh adamo ruggiero has a cartilage ring so i guess marco has to have one like that's kind of the vibe i got i don't think marco would have a cartilage ring Oh, I, I mean, he looks great with it. I think he would want to have one. <laughs> I don't think he would be allowed to have one. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say. Mm. I think this really shatters... Plot the holding. Shattered the reality <laughs> for me. My, I can, my I can disbelief, only my unsuspended. So my I disbelief, absolutely so not. I'm trying to meet you halfway to Grassy. You gotta cover... You gotta CGI out that cartilage <laughs> Okay, so we're wrapping up our A-plot here. Um, Craig sees that Manny has decorated his locker with... A bunch of hearts and like a teddy bear mm-hmm. and the photo that Emma took of them and oh oh Manny no don't do that um no. and then and then Ashley shows up to ask Craig to sign a petition against genetically modified foods which is really well <laughs> foreshadowing a and also like really stealing Emma's beat here um, <laughs> yeah but I also I really do like this moment oh stealing Emma's beat I see what you're <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah um I like this moment because it is like a this is what a real woman looks like. Yeah, <laughs> real women sign petitions. <laughs> real women are politically active. Can we talk about GMO foods? I think okay. I'm fine to eat them. Okay, um, this was made me... Okay, we have to save it for the episode where this actually becomes relevant. Yeah. But I was so mad at this scene because... So, yeah, so Ashley asks Craig to sign this petition against genetically modified food. And Manny naively asks, like, is that what makes them good? And they just look at her like, you stupid you're fucking, fucking idiot. idiot. What a fucking moron. Like you're, you're a politically active person. You should be out there educating people. Like, yeah. tell them about well, yeah, the Yeah, it's like, <laughs> tell her. And But also, like, actually, Manny, you're right. And that, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it kind of does make them good. It makes them resistant to uh, pesticides. Yeah. And it makes them, you know, last longer on this shelf. Um, so, fuck you, Ashley and Craig, <laughs> uh, for being judgmental. I um, mean, yeah, we do have to table that for... <laughs> we'll, we're gonna ta- we're gonna get back to this. Give us a few <laughs> weeks. Um, but, uh, yeah, fuck them. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, okay, but what really seals Manny's fate here is when she tells Craig, she's like, I don't think you should talk to Ashley anymore. That was the funniest thing. Oh. And then he's just like, she's in my class. She's like... Uh. And she doesn't even, like, follow up. She she's just, just like, so well, what are we doing on Friday? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's just like... Uh. She's like, well, I'm losing that battle. Might as well get back to planning our date. Right. And it's just like, oh, Manny, you're really overstepping here. Oh, no. But um, she can even... Even she can sense the bad vibes at this point, though. So. And she's like... Do you not like your locker? And then, and then Craig. The most devastating line ever. <laughs> he responds ever so tactfully with ever so much gentleness. He says, it's not my locker I don't like. It's you. <laughs> what a fucking insane thing to say to a human being. <laughs> and that's the end. And then it ends. Again, uh, this is one of the best, like, ending in the middle of a conversation credit cuts. Yeah, and then, and then, and then, uh. You know, Cassie Steele just looks to the side, very despondent, and then it just, you know, freeze frames on her face. And uh, that's the end. Um, this episode is amazing. This is... I I wrote it down as I was watching it. I think this might be one of my favorite episodes. I would agree. This was so fun. <laughs> and it was such an antidote to that Toby bullshit. Oh my god. Um, I just love that this... First of all, this episode is very fun. Does it go there? I think we'd agree. No. no. But like... They don't all need to but go like, there. But going there is not a qual- sign of goodness. Yeah. It's just a sign of, you There's know. There's plenty of bad episodes that go there. Exactly. Like, like the last one. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to agree to disagree. Um, That's what we do here. But I love that this episode sets up so many arcs going forward. Like, like into, like, even the next season. This is setting up a lot of beats. I agree. And it's I just think exciting. that's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, we're like entering. We are this with this episode. It's like you can sense we are entering the golden age of. We are. Acid. We're in a really good time, and I feel like the episodes just get better and better through these next few. Like, uh, if you're listening at home and you're watching these episodes for the first time, I'm so excited for you. You're about to see some good shit. You are. I mean, this is this is what we're here for. This is this is this is why we came here to make this show. Episodes well, like this. Well, I think it's that time. I think it's time to uh, wrap up our thoughts. That, well, why don't we get up and share with the class? I'm going to get my papers here. Um, share with the class. Yeah. What did we, what did you learn today? I learned. Hmm. Well, 
I don't know. I learned what a kilo is. <laughs> uh, I, learned, I actually I learned, learned that too. I learned that kilos are used to measure uh, Canadian children and not just cocaine. How about that? There you- <laughs> children around the world, actually. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, God, what did I learn? Um, I learned... <sighs> hmm... It's hard to learn something when you love the episode so much. I, feel I like. know. <laughs> I know. Edutainment is actually a myth. <laughs> you, we're not learning shit here. Um, okay. I learned that uh, you should not email your teacher naked baboon pictures. Smart. It's, it's not good. You won't really get in trouble for it, but... <laughs> but, yeah, it'll, it'll go, oh, yeah. these guys, get a load of them, and roll his eyes. Oh, I have a programming note, and I'm going to say this right to your face instead of talking to you about it beforehand. <gasps> um, there is a two-part wedding episode that will be coming up, mm-hmm. but it is not the... It's in the middle, so, like, if we're doing two episodes, it's going to cut it in half. Mm-hmm. So, programming note for people watching at home, I think we should do the wedding episode next. Because it's a oh. two-parter. And, oh. then, and then we'll go back and we'll do the episode that's supposed to be after this. Oh, yeah, that's smart. I think that's what we're going to do. I think that's smart. So if you're watching on HBO Max, go ahead and skip ahead an episode. <laughs> if you're watching along, yes. It, on HBO Max. On HBO Max. <laughs> then you're going to want to go ahead and skip next week's episode. Go ahead and watch the two-part White Wedding episode, and uh, we will talk to you about that next week. Yes. Exciting. I'm very excited about it. It's a wedding episode. We love a wedding. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Say bye to everyone, Evan. Goodbye. Goodbye. song <laughs> what song you know that disturbed song no get down with the sickness no oh maybe oh,